I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're going to be looking at Ezekiel chapters 22 and 23. In chapter 22, Ezekiel gives a prophecy from the Lord regarding how abominable the people be that live in Jerusalem are. Verse 1, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Now the Son of Man, wilt thou judge? Wilt thou judge the bloody city? Yea, thou shalt show her all her abominations. Then say thou, Thus saith the Lord God, The city sheddeth blood in the midst of it, that her time may come, and maketh idols against herself to defile herself. Thou art become guilty in thy blood that thou hast shed, and hast defiled thyself in thine idols which thou hast made. And thou hast caused the days to draw near, and art come even unto thy years. Therefore have I made thee a reproach unto the heathen, and a mocking to all countries. Those that be near, and those that be far from thee, shall mock thee, which are infamous and much vexed. Behold the princes of Israel, every one were in thee, to their power to shed blood. In thee have they set light by father and mother. In the midst of thee have they dealt by oppression with the stranger. In thee have they vexed the fatherless and the widow. Thou hast despised mine holy things, and hast profaned my Sabbaths. In thee are men that carry tales to shed blood. And in thee they eat upon the mountains, in the midst of thee they commit lewdness. In thee have they discovered their father's nakedness. In thee have they humbled her that was set apart for pollution. And one hath committed abomination with his neighbor's wife, and another hath lewdly defiled the daughter-in-law. And another in thee hath humbled his sister, his father's daughter. In thee have they taken gifts to shed blood. Thou hast taken usury and increase, and thou hast greedily gained of thy neighbors by extortion, and hast forgotten me, saith the Lord God. Behold, therefore, I have smitten mine hand at thy dishonest gain which thou hast made, and at thy blood which hath been in the midst of thee. Can thine heart endure, or can thine hands be strong in the days that I shall deal with thee? I, the Lord, have spoken it, and will do it. And I will scatter thee among the heathen, and disperse thee in the countries, and will consume thy filthiness out of thee. And thou shalt take thine inheritance in thyself in the sight of the heathen, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. This string of prophecies began in Ezekiel chapter 20. The elders of the exiled Jews had requested an audience with Ezekiel to get an idea of what to expect now. This prophecy details the manner in which Judah led by her leaders in Jerusalem, had broken the Mosaic Covenant. This passage is quite detailed in the specific rejection of the principles of the law by Israel and Judah. Jerusalem is referred to by God as the bloody city in verse 2. This blood on the hands of its inhabitants is mentioned seven additional times throughout this chapter. In that same verse, Ezekiel is told, Thou shalt show her all her abominations. The detailed list of specific sins are listed in verses 3 through 12, with the penalty found in verses 13 through 16. That penalty is summed up in verse 15, where it says, And I will scatter thee among the heathen, 
and disperse thee in the countries, and will consume thy filthiness out of thee. This prophecy references the fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. and the subsequent deportation of all its influential citizens, an event that is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 24. Incidentally, you will notice at the top of their list of sins in verses 3 and 4, it's found the problem with which Israel always struggled, the false worship of idols. Every other rebellious act against God seemed to have at its roots this sin of idolatry. Now reading verse 17. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, the house of Israel is to me become dross. All they are brass and tin and iron and lead in the midst of the furnace. They are even the dross of silver. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Because ye are all become dross, behold, therefore, I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem, as they gather silver and brass and iron and lead and tin into the midst of the furnace to blow the fire upon it, to melt it, so will I gather you in my anger and in my fury, and I will leave you there and melt you. Yea, I will gather you and blow you in the fire of my wrath, and ye shall be melted in the midst thereof. As silver is melted in the midst of the furnace, so shall ye be melted in the midst thereof. And ye shall know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury upon you. Now, dross is the waste material that comes off fine metals like silver and gold when they are purified by fire. Jerusalem, get ready for a judgment by fire. And why? Ezekiel says in verse 19, it is because you're all become dross. The penalty is creatively worded in verse 21 where it says, and I will gather you and blow upon you in the fire of my wrath. Here's another prophecy regarding the capture of Jerusalem by the Babylonians that's recorded in 2 Kings chapter 24. Then in chapter 22, beginning with verse 23, Ezekiel deals with their right, or should I say, there's no righteous leadership there. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls, they have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Jerusalem... All your leaders are wicked and all your prophets are liars. And your regular old everyday people are corrupt too. 
That's the message from Ezekiel here. I memorized verse 30 back in the late 1960s before I even really understood the context. It says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I thought it sounded sort of, you know, Americanish to me. Notice that Ezekiel specifically prophesies against the prophets in verses 25 and 28, the priest in verse 26, the princes in verse 27, and all the rest of the common people in verse 29, all those people within Judah prior to the fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Here's a fact. Good principled leaders have always been hard to find. Tell me this, how many ways can you prophesy the doom of a city like Jerusalem? Well, here's one more in verse 31. Therefore have I poured out my indignations upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Chapter 23, quite interesting inasmuch as we go back to that uh, commonly used theme by the Old Testament prophets, the prostitute analogy. Verse 1, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, there were two women, the daughters of one mother, and they committed whoredoms in Egypt. They committed whoredoms in their youth. There were their breasts pressed, and there they bruised the teats of their virginity. And the names of them were Aholah, the elder, and Holabah, her sister. And they were mine, and they bare sons and daughters. Thus were their names, Samaria is Aholah, and Jerusalem is Aholabah. And Aholah played the harlot when she was mine, and she doted on her lovers, on the Assyrians, her neighbors, which were clothed with blue, captains and rulers, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding upon horses. Thus she committed her whoredoms with them, and all them that were the chosen men of Assyria, and with all on whom she doted, with all their idols she defiled herself. Neither left she her her whoredoms brought from Egypt, for in her youth they lay with her, and they bruised the breast of her virginity, and poured their whoredom upon her. Wherefore I have delivered her into the hand of her lovers, into the hand of the Assyrians upon whom she doted. These discovered her nakedness. They took her sons and her daughters and slew her with the sword, and she became famous among women, for they had executed judgment upon her. And when her sister Aholabah saw this, she was more corrupt in her inordinate love than she, and in her whoredoms more than her sister in her whoredoms. She doted upon the Assyrians, her neighbors, captains and rulers clothed most gorgeously, horsemen riding upon horses, all of them desirable young men. Then I saw that she was defiled, and they took both one way. And she increased her whoredoms, for when she saw men portrayed upon the wall, the images of the Chaldeans portrayed with vermilion, girded with girdles upon their loins, exceeding in dyed attire upon their heads, all of them princes to look to, after the manner of the Babylonians of Chaldea, the land of their nativity. And as soon as she saw them with her eyes, she doted upon them and sent messages unto them into Chaldea. And the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with their whoredom, and she was polluted with them, and her mind was alienated from them. So she discovered her whoredoms and discovered her nakedness, 
Then my mind was alienated from her, like as my mind was alienated from her sister. Yet she multiplied her whoredoms in calling to remembrance the days of her youth, wherein she had played the harlot in the land of Egypt. For she doted upon their paramours, whose flesh is as the flesh of asses, and whose issue is like the issue of horses. Thus thou callest to remember the lewdness of thy youth, in bruising thy teats by the Egyptians for the paps of thy youth. Therefore, O Aholabah, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will raise up thy lovers against thee, from whom thy mind is alienated, and I will bring them against thee on every side. The Babylonians and all the Chaldeans, Pekad and Shoah and Koah and all the Assyrians with them, and all of them desirable young men, captains and rulers, great lords and renowned, all of them riding upon horses. And they shall come against thee with chariots, wagons, and wheels, and with an assembly of people, which is set against thee, buckler and shield and helmet round about. And I will set judgment before them, and they shall judge thee according to their judgments. And I will set my jealousy against thee, and they shall deal furiously with thee. They shall take away thy nose and thine ears, and thine remnants shall fall by the sword. They shall take thy sons and thy daughters, and thy residue shall be devoured by the fire. They shall also strip thee out of thy clothes, and take away thy fair jewels. Thus will I make thy lewdness to cease from thee, and thy whoredom brought from the land of Egypt, so that thou shalt not lift up thine eyes unto them, nor remember Egypt any more. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will deliver thee into the hand of them whom thou hatest, into the hand of them from whom thy mind is alienated. And they shall deal with thee hatefully, and shall take away all thy labor, and shall leave thee naked and bare. And the nakedness of thy whoredoms shall be discovered, both thy lewdness and thy whoredoms. And I will do these things unto thee, because thou hast gone a-whoring after the heathen, and because thou art polluted with their idols. Thou hast walked in the way of thy sister, therefore will I give her cup into thine hand. Thus saith the Lord God, Thou shalt drink of thy sister's cup deep and large. Thou shalt be laughed to scorn, and had in derision. It containeth much. Thou shalt be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, with a cup of astonishment and desolation, with the cup of thy sister Samaria. Thou shalt even drink it, and suck it out. Thou shalt break the shreds thereof, and pluck off thine own breast. For I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast forgotten me, and hast cast me behind thy back, therefore bear thou also thy lewdness and thy whoredoms. The Lord said moreover unto me, Son of man, wilt thou judge Aholah and Aholabah? Yea, declare unto them their abominations. They have committed adultery, and blood is in their hands, and with their idols have they committed adultery, and have also caused their sons whom they bear unto me to pass for them through the fire, to devour them. Moreover, this they have done unto me. They have defiled my sanctuary in the same day, and have profaned my Sabbaths. For when they had slain their children to their idols, then they came the same day into my sanctuary to profane it. And lo, thus have they done in the midst of mine house. And furthermore, that ye have sent for men to come from far, unto whom a messenger was sent. And lo, they came, for whom thou didst wash thyself, paintest thy eyes, and deckest thyself with ornaments, and sattest upon a stately bed, and a table prepared before it, whereupon thou hast set mine incense and mine oil. 
and a voice of multitude being at ease was with her. And with the men of the common sort were brought Sabians from the wilderness, which put bracelets upon their hands and beautiful crowns upon their heads. Then said I unto her that was old in adulteries, Will they now commit whoredoms with her and she with them? Yet they went in unto her, as they go in unto a woman that playeth the harlot. So went they into Aholah and Aholabah, the lewd women. And the righteous men, they shall judge them after the manner of adulteresses, and after the manner of women that shed blood, because they are adulteresses, and blood is in their hands. For thus saith the Lord God, I will bring up a company upon them, and will give them to be removed and spoiled. And the company shall stone them with stones, and dispatch them with their swords. They shall slay their sons and daughters, and burn up their houses with fire. Thus will I cause lewdness to cease out of the land, that all women may be taught not to do after your lewdness. And they shall recompense your lewdness upon you, and ye shall bear the sins of your idols, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Well, idolatry and worshiping false idols is often referred to as spiritual adultery or harlotry in the Old Testament. Lots of the prophets spoke in that context. The Israelites were the people of God, and the Mosaic Law was very specific and severe in its punishment for physical adultery and harlotry among its people. On a national level, when the Israelites wandered away or blatantly forsook God, which, by the way, they repeatedly did, these Old Testament prophets of God always treated it with the same severity and they treat it as national spiritual adultery. You will recall that Ezekiel used the prostitute analogy back in Ezekiel chapter 16. Prostitution goes beyond mere adultery. It's the blatant disregard for the marriage vows altogether. We finish off this series of prophecies with another prostitute analogy, one depicting a period later in Israel's history. Notice that these two prostitutes are clearly identified in verse 4. That's Judah and Israel. In other words, the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. Also referred to here as Jerusalem and Samaria. Ezekiel's prophecy even gives feminine names to these representative prostitutes. Samaria is Aholah and Jerusalem is Aholabah. It's a very, very heavy prophecy. Let's take a look at the two names assigned here by Ezekiel's prophecy. Both Hebrew names that assigned in this prophecy have tent, the word tent as their root. The sense seems to be that the tent is the place of business for a prostitute. So let's take the first word, Ahola. She who has a tent, or a tent woman, or a worshiper at a tent shrine. This, of course, depicts Samaria as an adulteress with Assyria. And then secondly, we have Aholabah. That means tent in her. And that, of course, depicts Jerusalem. The first prostitute, Samaria, the northern kingdom, adopted the idolatrous practices of the surrounding nations and subsequently fell to the Assyrians. We see that in verses 5 through 10 of this prophecy. Now Samaria's sister, Jerusalem, the southern kingdom, is doing likewise and will get the very same punishment, the punishment of an adulterous prostitute, and we see that in verses 11 through 49. The prophecy against Judah and Jerusalem of their imminent fall to the Babylonians begins in verse 22, 
And if you need a reason for their fall spelled out very clearly, there it is in verse 30. I will do these things unto thee because thou hast gone a whoring after the heathen and because thou art polluted with their idols. As a matter of fact, Ezekiel gives another mention of the sacrifice of their own children upon the pagan altars, a subject he also deals with in Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 20 and 21. Ezekiel's prophecy gives God the credit for the fall of Jerusalem, but only because of Judah's idolatry. And just in case you're still wondering why Judah fell, there it is stated once again in verse 49, and here it is. And they shall recompense your lewdness upon you, and ye shall bear the sins of your idols, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.